welcome. This is In the Back Pocket. Georgie Parker here, a man just trying to do his best. Nathan Brown, best, best Nathan Brown. Good to be here, George. Uh, always good to be here when uh, BJ's in the house too. And Well, BJ, you're on the winner's list. Your first Couple bets with ticks. mates. Kitty win. Yeah, that too. Yeah, no, I got a few green ticks as well. <laughs> oh, well proud when Darcy Parrish was going off at his teammates yep. the other day. Yep. Like this legacy from BJ. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. what I instilled. <laughs> 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 Do you think they should all have a thing of pretzels on the bench just in case they need to fire up? Possibly. They probably don't go to that, those lengths, but uh, yeah, no, I was very proud of the young man. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the most hectic player in any team hectic. you played in? Was I? Were you the most hectic player? Uh, what, so what do you mean by that? Most intense. Uh, intense. Yeah, like Rui, if, Rui was intense. Yeah, in different ways. Yeah, so I was intense. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Who was yeah. the most intense player you played with? Um, oh, Richo was pretty intense. Yeah. Very intense. A Scotty, bit of white line fever. Scotty yeah. West's nickname was the intensity at one stage. He was that intense. <laughs> Luke Darcy, he had white line fever. He used to knock Isn't out. Isn't it funny he, that he people... punched his own teammate in the back of the head at a practice match? So that's intense. <laughs> Robert Murphy knocked him out. What about off field? You do a lot of media work. Does anyone yeah. off field give you that same kind of like, oh, got to tiptoe around him? Um, or her? No. <laughs> you work with many women, but no, TJ, maybe. Yeah, TJ. No, no, no. Probably does again. How, how would you describe yourself back in the days? Your approach pretty easy going. Pretty easy going, Brendan. <laughs> Nothing phases you. The, the dip in cryptocurrency it's doesn't even phase you either. To make good. Well, let's find some value here. We love value here at Sportsbet. We do, and the value is getting smaller and smaller by the week. And you know, I love the 25 plus disposal yeah. market. So let's get straight into the 21st before we get into the 25. And Tim English, he is the value right there. Jordan Clark has done that. I think it's around eight or nine games in a row now above 20 disposals. So expect him to continue to do that against Brisbane who don't defend that well or allow you to get a lot of the football. Dacos has dropped off a little bit, but Tim English again up against probably Blixarves this week. Um, so there's a 20 plus disposal. And like I I like the 25 plus. You know that I love the 25 plus. So Adam Trelaw, still some good value. So my man Bailey Dale is out of this at the moment, but I think the value clearly is Luke McDonald. Three of his last four games playing against Gold Coast, and I'm going to be backing him. I'm, I'm anchoring a lot of my multis around Luke McDonald this weekend. Well, those slippery conditions there in at T.O. Stadium. How do you say it? T.O. Stadium. Yeah. Well, they and here's the Valley Hunters for goal scoring market. Uh, Tyson Stingle's been very good. Will Haywood, I know you backed him last week, but for me, with Buddy Franklin out, him and Isaac Heaney loom large in the battle against Melbourne. So I'm tipping uh, Will Haywood at two goals for 360. I think that's a great price. Well, that going back to Darwin, those slippery <laughs> conditions there, yeah. does that give you more or less disposals? Are we going to be looking into more disposals in those type of games? Slippery conditions, possibly less disposals. Less so the game they played up in Cairns, disposals were down Very where it was Port Adelaide up against St Kilda. Very wet there. Uh, well, it is the buy round, so less games to get through Western Bulldogs and Geelong coming. This one should be an absolute ripper. Brownie, head to head, what are we looking at? Well, the Bulldogs are the favourite. Uh, they deserve to be favourite. But both these sides have played good yeah. foot, footy recently, but neither of them have played a good side. So this is their best, biggest test, each of them. So this game for me, BJ, now the Dogs are the number one side to score from clearances. So to be able to do that against the Cats, the game needs to be played in their half of the ground. They're number two for time in their forward half. The Cats are number four. If Geelong win the clearances and win the stoppages, they win this game. There's no way the Bulldogs can contain the forward entry 50s. So Tom Hawkins, he'll get Alex Keith. So th that worries me what's going to happen Definitely. with Jeremy Cameron. Well, you wouldn't play Alex Keith on Jeremy Cameron. I just don't see that as being a, a good matchup. I think if they don't 
They don't match up well on Jeremy Cameron. So he, he, so he looms large Gardner in this goes, game. Gardner or Courtney. Gardner uh, Courtney. probably goes, or O'Brien maybe. So we obviously we filmed this before the teams are out. But so for me, I'm going to put everything through Jeremy Cameron because I think he's going to get the mismatch. I'm tipping the Bulldogs, but I like Jeremy Cameron to kick three plus, four plus, five plus goals because they just do not have a matchup for him. And a good stat for Jeremy Cameron, he's not even in the top 10 inside 50 targets in the competition. So when you look through it, it's Tom Hawkins, you've got uh, Tom McDonald in there, the usual suspects, Max King is number two. Not even in the top 10, but when it comes to marks inside 50, he's number three. So not even in the top 10, but he takes the third most marks inside 50, means he's getting mismatches, which I think he'll get it again this week. Talk to us about Zach Tui, BJ. Well, Zach Tui, judging on the algorithm, he uh, he should be some good value this week because his last four weeks, his last two weeks have been 19, 21 disposals, but his weeks before that were 26 and 28. Mm. So he's a good ball user, takes a kick out. It's one of those guys along with Tom Stewart. So there's a couple of guys back there, but um, he would be very good value, I think, for minimum 20 disposals this week. Uh, possibly 25, but I'd stick with 20 to be a safer bet. Tommy Stewart has to be a multi-anchor in this game because... Is value for Tom Stewart now? I, I, it, it's waning, but it's a 25-plus disposal market is the value for Tom Stewart. So if Aaron Norton doesn't market, the ball does come out pretty quickly out of the Bulldogs' defence. So they're not good at keeping it in there. The Cats aren't very good at keeping it in there themselves up the other end. But 25-plus, as you know, I like to have them above $1.50 if you take them outright. But, so that 25-plus market needs to go into a same-game multi. We have some value hunters as well for the Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs, so they're a high possession team and they're a high goal scoring side, as we know. So Adam Trelaw, the last three weeks, has been able to hit the scoreboard. Tim English is hitting the scoreboard. Lockie McNeil, so too is Bailey Smith. If I'm going to have one in this game, it's Tim English. I yeah. think he pushes forward hard in this game. That's it. Well, Adam Trelaw as well, he's been scoring some goals, but he's been getting a lot of the football as well coming up as well. So I like him for over 25 disposals. Look, If you look at that graph, he's getting that quite a lot, and particularly when the Bulldogs are up and about. But interesting to notice, the last 10 out of his last 11 matches against Geelong, he's averaged 27 disposals against Geelong. So he knows how to play them as well. So I like him for over trending 25. Trending in the right direction, yeah. He is trending mm. in the right direction. Trendy now, a couple of teams that are trending in the wrong direction, direction, Adelaide and West Coast. And, well, West Coast play pretty well at Adelaide Oval, but I still don't see them getting a win here. But if they're going to get a win, this is one of the ones they might have one from. Yeah, I thought Adelaide were pretty good last week early. I thought if they had to put pressure on the Cats and been able to kick their goals, it would have been a lot closer game. I thought their contested footy, their shots at goal. You don't often get a lot of shots down at GMHBA Stadium, and they kicked themselves out of it in Texas the first quarter. Well. Texas back first goal, two of the last three games he's kicked the first goal. I think the other one, he had the shot at goal but didn't kick it. So, total points in this game, you'd expect it to be high on the Adelaide side. Tim Kelly is the one that's really playing well for West Coast. They got 38 disposals last week. He's been trending in the, in the right direction, most definitely. The other thing you've got to think about, George, as we yeah. always do here, is the weather. So, yeah. 90% chance of rain in between 10 and 20 mils. So, just maybe take that in consideration when it's wet. Yep. Lower possession count and potentially the lower the, scoring. The lower, lower scoring, scoring to take the unders. As well. Well, West Coast last seven matches have been huge blowouts, though, hasn't it? They have Look been. So, every oh. game's been 40 plus. <laughs> That's all I've put in the red just to emphasise the point. So, in this game, 40 plus for Adelaide is. $2. So the trend is your friend. If you're following that, whether it's wet or not, West Coast just haven't been able to defend. So I'm going to give you a stat, BJ. So you take those seven games right there, and there's been no team since St Kilda back in 1899 that have had less than 40%. So at the moment, those last seven mm -hmm. games, West Coast is 39.4. So in a block of seven games, first time percentage. it's happened since 1899. <laughs> Obviously that though. year, St Kilda went the whole season under 40, which is Awful, yep. but West Coast for seven weeks are equaling St Kilda from 1999. That's 
18.99. That's how bad they're going. <laughs> They've just completely checked out. Interesting. I don't think they will win another game this season, but who knows? Gold Coast and North Melbourne. This one's up in Darwin. Gold Coast, they play those conditions pretty well. Had a really big win there against Hawthorne last week. As yeah, well. they're trending in the right direction, the Gold Aren't Coast they? Suns. Do you think they'll uh, play finals? Uh, I don't think they'll play finals. They've got too many good sides to beat. They've still got West Coast to play twice, and I think they play, obviously, North Melbourne this week. So I, I don't think they can play finals because they're going to have to knock off some good teams, but they will win this one. 40 plus, the same thing. North Melbourne have lost their last seven games by 40 plus. Marbia Charles playing some pretty good football but Luke McDonald is the one. We saw in the Value Hunters before. He is racking them up. He'll win their best and fairest quite comfortably. I think he's been their best player all year, Luke McDonald. Here he is, 26, 16, 31 and 26 and he's still a pretty good price. When you're thinking that um, Bailey Dale now at the Western Bulldogs is $1.38 to have 25 plus disposals, you're getting a guy at $2.25, you have to take that. Yeah, we talked about him last week and potentially a couple of other backmen in North because the ball spent so much time in their forward half mm. and in their forward That's 50. Good call from you. Being a backman is that they're bound to get more, or they've got more opportunity to get possessions and then when the team's scoring, hitting the scoreboard, kicking behinds, Luke McDonald takes a kick it used to be Jack Zebel or a, a Hall, uh, but he's one to look out for. But uh, I would say that the last four weeks they've played better teams. So they're playing Gold Coast Suns this week, which number one team uh, in the competition for time in forward half. Is that right? Are they still? They've they, dropped down a little bit, but only right? because it's only dropped down the last five weeks, and that's when they've played better. So I think they've been efficient in goal scoring, so they've gone in and kicked the goals quicker. A bit more space. Remember at the start of the year, they kept going in 50 after 50 but not scoring, so that meant the ball was staying in their half of the ground. All of a sudden, they're still going in, but they're more efficient, so it goes back to the centre quicker. So it's it's relative, but they're certainly playing the game in their half of the ground. The only thing I'd say is I, I actually think North are a sneaky chance, only because Gold Coast have been up for about a month now, and they've played some really good teams and had in great performances weather. in hot weather. Uh, so I think North... Zerha hurts a bit because he's a guy that's been hitting the mm. scoreboard and they've been struggling to kick a score. But I just think just Gold Coast are more due for a lull and North are desperate, really mm. desperate. As we know, the last couple of weeks, the microscope's been on them and David Noble and their coach. So they're desperate for another win. The last time he did go with this younger side, might be off the boil a bit, was when Adelaide played GWS. He said GWS will win this game and they pumped them. Absolutely pumped so them. So listen to BJ. Right there, and they're paying mm. over $8. Well, Bet With Mates Kitty was with you last week, BJ. Well, obviously, we started with $1,000 and every week we roll over the winnings to the next week. BJ finally got a win. So we're at $1,769 and the bet with makes kitties with you now, Nathan. And it's all going on Gold Coast into a multi with Adelaide. So wow. Adelaide, Gold Coast, you're getting a dollar nineteen, so $769 into for the dollar nineteen. So the only other person to a multi with the bets with mates was me. Yep. Yeah, and I lost. Yeah. So <laughs> what was your multi again? I don't know, but you all, you went, you all you went, gave it to me for giving it. You went Zach Bailey to kick two plus goals, which is risky. No, you nice. backed me in that week, but a dollar nineteen for a multi. I was just trying to make you feel good. That's yeah. it. Well, hopefully we get that one up. All the other games coming up on the other side of this. All the big names are there, 25 plus, that is the sweet spot. And now anytime goal scorers. Round 11 market, 25 plus, you have to be backing down Presti again in this. Yeah, I really like Will Haywood for a couple of Well, you of can goals. talk about Will, yeah. Well, he's, he's a superstar. Now we work on an algorithm here, so our do traders we, will be like, okay, so how do, how do we figure out James Peatling? Nobody's ever heard of him, so he has to be valued. So I think he's valued this week at 15. If this does, doesn't get up, I'm, I'm done. I'll just leave it to you two. So it's, it's Brisbane v GWS and it's Brisbane head-to-head. -head. 
Stengel? Stengel, yeah, you could, you could add him in there as well. There's the money there, $1.42 for 25 plus. Yep. Brownie's rule of thumb, under $1.50, must roll it into a multi. Over or under the total points? I was going to say, that may potentially be your, your unders under. here. And I think Western Bulldogs, 40 plus for me. So Aaron Norton, three, four or five? Oh, I think it's, I think it's, I think safe. I'm, I'm playing it safe these days. Three, three, <laughs> three plus or more. I'm going to go four. I think. You? <laughs> you just wanted another green tick on your name. Forty plus. It's been the last six games in a row. St Kilda will win this game forty plus again. There's plenty to go around, is what I'm saying. So there may be some value in memory and a couple of other forwards at St Kilda. Jack Sinclair though for the disposal market. Back him every week. Charlie Curdo three plus, four plus. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair there. So I reckon that there's some value maybe in the unders as well. So I'm going to the West Coast Western Bulldogs game yep. because I love Bailey Dale, I know what I'm going to get. Tim Kelly, he loves playing in Perth, so I think Tim Kelly gets it. And then the Western Bulldogs, 25 plus. St Kilda to win by 25 plus over North Melbourne. The Western Bulldogs, that bet again is going to go in there at 25 plus. Then Geelong to win by more than 15 against Adelaide. And Carlton uh, at plus 20 and a half. I've gone for Will Haywood for two, two or more oh. goals. I just I just couldn't go past the value there. I reckon some of our other ones were missed in that. A lot of ticks. A lot of ticks. Did our best all-round performance from the team? It was outstanding. I think so. I've and I think we were You're a little bit beach. stiff in some of our bets as well. One of mine missed by one disposal. And you I think sound, you were you very similar. Like you know what? Rounded out my same game multi last week in the uh, Richmond game was Dion Prestia when he got the <laughs> free kick. Uh, he was on 24 disposals, gets the free kick, has that kick after the side. Could have been a goal, but he just oh. bombed it inside forward 50. Still took the kick. Still you, took I would the have kick, loved, I would got have the 25. He, he was on 24. Now he that is leaving it right to the end. Thank you, Dion. That's it, thinking about the punters. Uh, what have we got? Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, I'm really interested to this one. No Buddy, but we've got no Stephen May. So is that going to even those two out? What do you reckon, BJ? Uh, well, I think it was probably going to hurt Sydney more. Because Goal yeah. scoring affair. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. And and just the influence that Buddy has on his teammates around him demands, you know, the, the best defender from the opposition every week. So, yeah, I, I think uh, City will be hurt more without Buddy. So, and, and that'll, you know, and the highlight going looking further ahead, one of the players they will rely on is Logan McDonald. Yep. So we've highlighted Heaney, the influence he had on the scoreboard early in his uh, season, but I think. Uh, in the last four or five weeks, he's been playing actually more midfield. So maybe look to him to play a bit more time forward this week. But I think the uh, the onus and the responsibility now falls onto Logan McDonald, which is a, which is a really good thing for, I think, for Sydney in their future because he showed against Carlton, against Carlton yeah. a couple of weeks ago that the influence he can have on games and influence he can have in the air. We'll continue on that theme. Will Haywood, you backed him last week. Are you mm. keen again this week? Yeah, I think so because there's nobody and he's really been filling that space. I don't think that Isaac Heaney is in out, week in out, week in, week out, he's not living up to where I think his hype is. And Will Haywood, someone, he's just flying under the radar. Have a look at how many times he's getting over two goals. So it's six out of the last 11 matches this season. Those games that he's only scored one goal, he's been hitting a couple of behinds as well. So he's getting multiple shots coming out from that wing as well. So I think just for that value, look at that $3.60 for him for a couple of goals. I quite like it when mm. there's a little bit of space in that And he's 255 last week you had him for. Yeah, and, and he kicked it. Better value this week against a better, better opposition. Better side, of course. So uh, there's not 
element of value, I think, we're telling you in the Melbourne Footy Club. Um, so let's look at more Sydney players, because Jake Lloyd is my multi-anchor this week at 20-plus disposals. At the start of the year, I was very heavy mm. into Jake Lloyd at 25-plus. He's not been getting the numbers, so his algorithm's gone down. Yep. He's still getting 20-plus disposals, so his price has sort of gone from the 25-plus market to the 20-plus. And also Callum Mills, his last three games at the MCG, these are all last year. 30-plus in all games, 31, 33, and 33 for Callum Mills last year. So I'm going to be backing him at that market again. What about Christian Petrarca in that market? Well, based on the algorithm after last week, there's still value I think you highlight every week yep. here in V. Oliver, and the, and the value has always been with Petrarca. But now... He was eighty last week for 30. He's now 210. Yeah, because, and we know if you've been following the footy closely, that he went into the game, woke up in the morning with an illness and feeling sick, so he went into that game well underdone. So, yes, the algorithm kicks in only having 10 V. Freer last week. So now paying over $2 uh, for great value. So, so look for Christian to have an impact so this week. So 30 for Christian, you think? Well, I th I, yeah, I think minimum 25, but... It, it, uh, so multi-30, multi-25 if you're doing a one-out maybe. Yeah, and one-out based on Brownie's... Uh, algorithm. 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 Theory. Theories. They're How many times... Theories. I'd like to know yeah. the over-underline of the word algorithm on this show. Uh, I, I think it's the first time. <laughs> Hawthorne and Collingwood. Uh, well, Collingwood, they'll be up and about. Last week, they were very, would be very, very happy with their performance. Although in saying that, they did let go a quite big lead. Uh, so if you had a look at this game, and, and it was last week. So you played this game last week on the back of Hawthorne beating Brisbane. Hawthorne almost the favourites. So they're way outsiders in this game. So I think they represent the value. The problem with Hawthorne is... How can you back them every week? How can oh, yeah. you trust them to put in a performance like they did last week against Gold Coast and the week before against Brisbane? So you just you, you can't back them with any sort of confidence. At least with Collingwood, you know what you're going to get. You're not going to get blown away, so you're going to get a tight game. So do you look at the line or do you look at Collingwood 1-39? to 39? So that might be where you're heading. Jamie Elliott I've is heard. due for a big game. I'm he looking forward for to this. Game. I hear we need to so, sit back and listen to your theory. Another theory. Here's a theory. So the start of the year, he had a couple of games where he just worked himself into the season. So he's not a fast starter, Jamie Elliott. Then third round, he had 26 disposals and kicked two. Yep. Gets injured the next week. Gets injured a lot, Jamie Elliott. So his third game up, he was very good. Then he was out for five weeks. He's come back. He's had two games. I thought he was sharper last week. So this sharper. is third game up. Now, this is where Jamie Elliott starts to really this click. This is a very long bow. So Jamie Elliott, two-plus goals. He could kick three. I think it's a Jamie Elliott week against so the Hawks. So do you think two-plus goals plus a disposal marker for him or just goals? Just the goals. Trend is your friend. Trend goals. is your friend. Okay. He has no, there is no trend. He's kicked one and zero <laughs> it's in the a last theory. two weeks. There's trends and then there's theories. Okay. It's not there's, a trend. There's value here is what it's, you're saying. It's a trend. Trend is your friend until the theory, it's not. <laughs> the theory is your friend. Yeah. I like it. Well, Fremantle and Brisbane, I want you to take us into the coach's box. Uh, well, the coach's box, This uh, after such a great performance last week. Great performance. Yeah, so, and they were clear uh, outsiders, Fremantle, travelling to MCG against the best team in the competition who undefeated. And they're always capable, but uh, the odds didn't really reflect that, were they? Because they, they were long shots. So it was a great performance last week, and the way they did it was was more impressive. So, um, and now the challenge is to back it up this week against Brisbane. So you know the second, arguably the second best team in the competition, if you yeah. take Fremantle out of it. So, and it's a really it's a really big challenge. So you got to look at how does JL keep them up from that performance? Is there a chance that they could dip after uh, that? I think there is, and just because of the the effort and more so the mental effort it yeah. took to. You know, to travel, to prepare for that game. And somewhat it's easier, it's easier to physically to get yourself up for big games, but mentally just coming up against the best team in the competition, how you dissect them, how you beat them, can be quite tiring, particularly on a young group, because keep in mind Fremantle are still young. So they've come back to Optus Stadium, so keep in mind to Brisbane, it's their third travel in four weeks. 
So they'll be feeling the pinch of that. We know that the rare occasion that the Melbourne teams travelled a lot in a small space of time has an impact. So, um, and then the challenge for Frio, as I'm saying, is to back it up, but I think mentally more than anything against a really good opposition. So things they've got to think about, I think they've got to look at putting a lot of time and effort into Brisbane Smalls because they're, they're the difference for yeah. them at the minute. Without Joe Danner, Hipwood's just come in, he's still finding his feet. But when you look through the team in Cameron, uh, McCarthy, Bailey. Uh, Bailey, and then you throw Rayner in, who's, who's finding some form, I think they're, they have to, they demand the time and respect the Fremantle small defenders. There may be a couple of mismatches in there, but that's one area. And the simple thing for Fremantle... Uh, I, I th- well, they don't tag, do they? So it's a show respect because he's getting some massive numbers. And with those massive numbers, he's more than just an accumulator locky, I think. He, he's not a guy that can run around, have 40 and you know, not really do much damage. He's Number got- one clearance player in the competition, not only in the midfield, but also in the forward 50 part of the ground. So when he goes into the forward 50, so that's, a lot of clearances. Yeah, You've got to stop that. damaging within itself, right? So to get ground position, get the ball deep inside 50. So time and effort, look after Lockie Neal, but I think more so they're forwards. And then reality is don't over don't overcomplicate. And that's the great thing about Fremantle, I think, in their game plan, is they're greater in the contest, particularly in the midfield. And from that, they get ground position. They set up really well behind the ball. They make early decisions when they do win it. And then they lock it in there and their small forwards and their tools get to work. He might get a frosty reception, Lockie Neal, obviously coming back to yeah. a home hometown, I guess. Not really his hometown, but where he started his footy career from. Yep. It, obviously, Paddy Cripps is the front runner for the Brownlow. Is he a close second at the moment? Oh, he's just about joined Paddy Cripps. You Paddy Cripps, so? last couple of weeks. We've got a little Brownlow segment today. Uh, Brownlow segment will be next week, so it goes every four weeks. So we're in round, we're in round 12. Maybe it should have been this after round 12, so it'll be round 13. But let's talk about, there was 14 goals kicked in the first quarter last week, eight to GWS, yep. only six to West Coast. If that happens this week, they can't win West Coast Eagles because uh, they, they can't win Brisbane because they won't, they won't get back from there. Fremantle won't allow them to get back. So let's talk about the total points. And I've got a graph here of the total points at Optus Stadium. This is just this year. So first of all, you've got where the over-under line was set. So in round two, it was set at 165 and a half. The total points in that game landed on 120, which is a differential of 45. So if you go through all those differentials, there's a couple of close ones there. Round three and round six are pretty close, but on average, the differential has been negative 19, minus 19 compared to the over-under line. So I know know Brisbane score heavily, and I know they can score big, but this Fremantle side just doesn't allow it. They do not allow it. Yeah. They did in the wet a couple of weeks ago in the game they lost, but outside that... Against at, a lesser team. Yeah. Right? I don't think they allow West, uh, Brisbane to score like that. So total points under for well, me in this well, game. Well, this will be a, a really good, um, I guess, learning or viewing from a footy... Uh, tactical point of view whether the, the old argument that offence beat defence. And yeah. I think history shows that defence wins majority of the time, right? Yeah. So this is another example of that, and it should be a good show when you've got arguably the best defensive team and the best offensive team being Brisbane. Uh, it should make for a mouthwater. Against clutch. the defensive side like Fremantle, you need big guys to mark the footy. And I just don't think Brisbane have got that forward of the, forward of the game because Eric Hipwood, he might be dropped this week. We don't know whether he's playing or not. His last two performances have been pretty ordinary. No Joe Danaher. McStay comes back in. But where do they mark the footy? How do they mark the footy? So it's just hard for me. They're going to have to mark it on the lead a lot, which Fremantle don't allow. Fremantle don't allow lead-up mark, which is Charlie Cameron, which is Lincoln McCarthy. Zach Bailey gets it a bit the other way. He gets it through the middle and then running back onto the footy and streaming towards goal. But hard to kick a winning score. I don't think they can. One player who has been brilliant this year has been Andrew Brayshaw. I think he's just dropped off maybe 2 or 3%. 
I'm expecting the big game back for Brayshaw. So Brisbane, don't tag, don't put a lot of pressure into opposition midfield. So I think Brayshaw is due for a 30-plus game. And before we get to the break, Nat Fife's playing through the waffle. Uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, Strange, but he apparently requested it. But Yeah, well, he hasn't played for a long time. Fremantle are flying. Brownlow medalist, dual Brownlow um, medalist. <laughs> Yeah, but everybody can go. I remember when Nathan Buckley came back through the twos yeah, once. Yeah, for ham- surgery to a hamstring. Um, do you ever yeah. come through? Would you? Uh, what about after your surgery? Yeah, do you come uh, through the twos? Uh, not the first time. The second time I did. Yeah. Played. What were your numbers? Uh, I was number eighty-two. No, what were your numbers on? Uh, oh, they, weren't, they weren't impressive. They weren't impressive. <laughs> 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 it was just just to get corners yeah. in the legs. Yeah. To match fitness. Well, we'll finish up with a hundred-dollar play just on the other side of this. Welcome back to Sportsbet News. It is a massive day at the Journo Tribunal. Our man on the spot is Hammy Goodman. What's the latest at AFL headquarters? Thanks, Tony. A busy day down here as three of the AFL media's biggest names face the music. Not for the first time, Damien Barrett fronted up to the charge of careless use of superlatives while breaking news, resulting in severe clickbaiting. He had this to say. Look, I won't be making any comment about that today. I will exclusively reveal tomorrow on the sounding board with Craig Cutchis and what happened. What did go on in there will send shockwaves through the entire industry and it will shake its foundations to its core. The panel, made up of bang average footy fans Jacko, Timmy and Chockers, were forthright in their assertion that Barrett had consistently misled the public and quite frankly, they'd had a gutful. Next up was failed fireman turned radio shock jock Kane Corns. He was unable to hose down a grade three, making himself the centre of the story charge off the back of his follicle tribute to Collingwood Rising star Jack Ginevan. Can you happy with that decision? I'm about as happy as Luke Beveridge in a room full of journos. Get that GoPro up my face. A poor record and loading saw the panel take the unprecedented measure of removing his blue tick on Twitter for six months. Hopefully Kane can learn from it moving forward and then make a more valuable contribution to the media in future. Finally, new kid on the block Sam McClure unsuccessfully contested the embarrassing charge of operating a burner account on Twitter. After entering a not guilty plea, incriminating screenshots saw McClure's case go up in flames. This saw the panel hand down their harshest punishment of the evening, a cameo in a corporate bookmaker's social content. Obviously I'll be appealing. How Tom Brown gets off and I don't leaves more questions than answers, I think. Is my face blurred? So there you have it. A clear line in the sand moment for the AFL media today. And if you or someone you know has been affected by a dodgy journo, let us know in the comments below. Back to you, Chompers. Oh, no, this. No, seriously, I'm not copying a drive-by from a little nerd like that. <laughs> Very funny stuff for the boys yeah, there. You like that? Uh, your you mates. like that? Your mates. My mates. Yeah, your mates. <laughs> your mates. Do you like them? Uh, yeah, I don't dislike them. Mm. I don't know them very well. Right. Yeah. When glowing in your endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know them. The, funny, the funniest three were uh, my mate Flanders. They're just eating the... Uh, yeah, the, the sausage roll. The sausage roll. <laughs> who, who, who would you like to sit down and have a, have a quiet one with more? Kane, Damo or Sam McClure? <laughs> uh, that's a very good question. Sammy McClure would make you not look like a redhead. Yeah. Uh, and he just sent me to talk too much about himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd say Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Kane oh. and I are fine. Yeah, nice. we, we had a little bit of beef about uh, James Warpaw. I'd like to get his thoughts on an update on that when you see him next. Oh, you have been asking me about that. I, 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 I'll ask him. Yeah, see, see, how, see how that goes down. Well done. Yeah, very good. Let's get into the $100 play. Uh, Brownie, you've been yep. flying with these, so let's give your $100 play to be with. Oh, look at that. See, 1 to 39, Carlton. I was. Um, 
stiff there. Look at you, a lot of green ticks you're in, and Brad oh. Crouch, he was on 24. So we were close, we are very close. A lot of green ticks there in my heart. I know, of, but I was uh, five third. points and one disposal away from a perfect round as well. But that's punting, isn't it? Yep. Well, we're just holding up BJ at the moment, more and more into uh, well, receivership. Not holding up anything. Okay, so let's get into it. Brad Crouch, he had 21 to three quarters. And then had three in the last quarter. Yeah, uh, it's stiff, stiff, mate. Very stiff. stiff. Okay, Fremantle and Brisbane, the total points under. I've been crowing that. Had 162 and a half. Caleb Sarong also to get 20 plus disposals in this one. And then Jeremy Cameron to kick two. Been very keen on him. I think he can kick three or four, but mm -hmm. two. Adelaide to win by more than 25. And Tim Kelly continue his good form and get 25 plus disposals. Yeah, and do you know what? I like that your technique is. Smaller odds, but a bigger stake, and that's why you're doing so well. Thanks, George. You're not Spose doing. Suppose the man. No, yeah, that's why you're not doing seven dollar multi. Yeah, this is... BJ, and I'm interested in your hundred dollar play here. I think that you're clutching at straws to try to <laughs> get yourself in there's the green. Some, oh, well, we need some value. All I want, right, I right. want some value, and based on my theory before to start with. So the first one that you that you're uh, alluding to is North Melbourne to win at eight dollars fifty. Yeah. So I just think Gold Coast. The desperation from North Melbourne, they're, they're a chance. Perfect conditions up at Darwin, 33 and sunny. Uh, so, you know, expecting Gold Coast uh, based on history and a younger team to put in a poor one. So yeah. $8.50, 25 on them because I pick it, two plus goals, yeah. who's a, a small Dennis forward. Dennis Pagan come back to coach him, is he? Why is that? Based on history? Yeah. They were good when he, when he coached them. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> But uh, they're, they're a chance. I think they're very desperate. And then uh, $50, I think this one, um, Aaron Norton, Jeremy Cameron, the, the three uh, tall uh, in that game, Aaron Norton to kick two plus. That's it. What about you, George? Well, I don't understand you that joke. Rattled there. <laughs> What's the joke there what? that I missed? Uh, okay. Pagan. Just, just okay. the last time. North All right, Melbourne cool. Well, my $100 play, I've gone Adam Trelaw, 25 plus, Marcus Bontempelli, any time goal, and Jeremy Cameron, a couple of goals. I agree with you. I think that he will. Have a good game. Yeah, have a good game. <laughs> yeah, She's still trying to figure <laughs> out the I'm trying to figure out, figure out your jokes. The sound's meant to come out when you open. <laughs> and $50 on Hawks and Pies, total points under, and Crows and West Coast, total points under. As you said earlier, it has been very, very wet here in Melbourne. It's going to be wet in Adelaide. So when you're looking at those total points, <clears> look <throat> at BOM and check the weather radar because it's going to be wet and gross. Um, that's it from us here at In The Back Pocket. If you're having a punt this weekend on the footy, please make sure you gamble responsibly.